Any topic ideas? Um, I, it's been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> wow, I'm just realizing that it feels like it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. It's just life keeps happening, man. <laughs> That's Stuff. good, though. It's a lot going on. Holidays, you know? Yeah. both had similar experiences or like thought processes when we were trying to decide to propose Mm. and also building up the courage to do it um why don't you walk us through your thought process on that what led me to what led you to yeah moving from boyfriend and girlfriend to fiance yeah um it was it was funny because we dated for a pretty long time. I don't know exactly, like two and a half, two years, something mm-hmm. like that. And for for the first part of that I was like, okay, we're definitely still figuring this out and like, okay, finding out is she the one? Mm-hmm. Is this right? For after the first six, eight months of that, I feel like it was pretty settled in my head. And mm-hmm. the rest of it was just getting comfortable with it. Yeah. I think I was like pretty sure I was like, okay, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. This is it. Yeah. But, and so I, once I started, I like got to that point and I was like, okay, does that mean I propose now? And what I realized was when I thought of that, it was the most terrifying thing in the world mm-hmm. to think of proposing now. So I was like, okay, that, you know. The one thing is you've got nerves of proposing. Of course, that's going to be a scary thing. But I was real scared of it in, yeah. a, in a bad sort of way. And so the rest of it, I think for me, was just getting comfortable with the idea. Let it settle in, sink in, really feel confident in things. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get to enjoy that whole time. It's not like, you know, you have to just like put everything on pause and wait you're still enjoying this amazing relationship and so it's like hopefully it's affirming in these ideas that you're having like oh yeah maybe this would be a nice way to spend the rest of my life mm-hmm. and so i think the probably the moment that really made me start thinking oh i'm comfortable with this and made me start thinking seriously about proposing was um we had this nice spot um where we like to go um for like if it was closer to the spring or summer, we'd go down to this like river with all these rocks and we'd go read down there. Mm-hmm. And so we were down there one time reading and she was reading out loud and it was just warm. And I was like, wow, this is a really nice way to spend a day. And I couldn't do this on my own. And I was like, I think I could really get used to this. Yeah. And like, it was just that simple. It really was just that simple, which I did not expect. Mm-hmm. Because you know me, I like to think things through a pretty good amount oh, yeah. and to be sure about things. So mm-hmm. I thought it would come as like some kind of internal dialogue in my head as yeah. I work things out and, you know, crunch all the numbers. Exactly. Okay, yes, it works out. But really, it was the simplest thing of just, oh, yeah, life is better with her mm-hmm. than it is on my own. Yeah. It's the simplest thing. Yeah. I think it was a combination of things like that. For me, I, I mean, like you said, after that first 
eight months for you, you were pretty sure. And yeah. it was just kind of getting used to it. Mm-hmm. I think I was the same way. Um, except for I think it was a lot sooner for me because yeah. I, well, I think by the time we started <laughs> dating, I was, I was probably 75% yeah. sure that we were going to get married. Yeah. And so it was just feeling everything out and double checking and, you know, you were ready to get married. I was, too. yeah. Well, I don't, I didn't want to mess around, man. Yeah, exactly. I was so, I mean, I had had serious relationships that didn't work out and mm-hmm. I was done playing games, yeah. I guess. So I was like, if we're going to do this, yeah. I'm, 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 we're going to date for the minimum amount of time required <laughs> to be sure. I, I and, remember you telling me that how you wanted it to work out was you've had some girl be good friends with her and mm-hmm. just be just good propose. friends until you propose. That was kind of my idea. I was like, I, I was so done with dating <laughs> yeah. that I was like, I don't even want to have another girlfriend. Yeah. I just want to have somebody who I get to know really well until I just propose to them <laughs> one day. <Yes>. <laughs> friends until you're married. Yeah, basically. But that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, which is probably good. And it's funny because she was actually ready for me to propose like months before really? I even did. Yeah. And I, and I proposed like four days shy of our one year anniversary wow. of dating. Yeah. Um, but I remember it was a combination of things. One was like, what did you say for you at the end of there? Oh, um, just about like life is better with yeah. this person. It was that it's it was just like, it's so much better when she's around. Yeah. Um, and Another big one for me was just becoming increasingly frustrated and irritated that we weren't already married. Yeah. It was like, I'm ready for this thing to happen, but it, it's not just going to happen. Yeah. And we've talked about that before. Yes. It's like everything else in a romantic relationship just kind of naturally yeah. happens. You, you know, you just grow closer to the person and, you know, yeah. it just kind of things come up. And, yeah. And I think but, for both of us, even starting that romantic relationship just kind of happened out mm-hmm. of the friendship and the culture here at camp. And just yeah. like, whoa, suddenly we find ourselves in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. I didn't even, like work for that to happen. Just yeah. kind of found myself there. But becoming engaged takes a lot of intentionality, yeah. which we are fans of, yeah. um, and effort. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, becoming more and more frustrated that we weren't any closer to being married than we had been the week before, you know? And at the same time, I was still a little bit hesitant. And like you talked about wanting to think things through and you think, okay, one day I'll just, I'll crunch all the numbers and I'll figure it out and I'll be sure, Yeah, you know, I'll I'll have reasoned my way into knowing that Mm. this is a good idea. And something that I kind of had to realize was, there's no way that you can make a decision that's going to affect the rest of your life, which yeah. marriage yeah. will, you know, you're committing to stay with this person no matter what for the rest of your life. And yeah. it's like, you can't, no matter how much you think that through, you're not going to be able to, you know, come up with a, yeah. make that a rational decision, I guess. Yeah. You can't think that far <laughs> in the future. We don't even know what 40 years feels like. We've yeah. only been alive for 20. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so it's kind of a leap of faith Mm. um and for me i guess i got i had to become okay with knowing that from a logical perspective it wasn't 
a good idea, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mm. mean, which I guess sounds kind of negative. Um, like if it was a job, if you were yeah. going to commit, like sign a contract right. to work at the same job for the next 60 years. Right. Nobody would tell you that that was a good idea to right. make that kind of commitment to anything else, yeah. you know. But and that's even if the job wasn't going to change, but you're committing to a person mm-hmm. who is pretty much guaranteed to change. Yeah. So it's exactly. even it's even a riskier thing. Mm-hmm. It makes even less sense to do it. But I think the biggest thing for me was I mean, just being okay with that, but then also had comfort in knowing that her stance and my, on her view of marriage was the same as mine, mm. which is that divorce is not an option. Yeah. And we're, you know, yeah. and we're going to work things out no matter what. Yeah. And in it for the long haul and our, the way we viewed problem solving and everything was yeah. the same. So I was like, okay, so we have the same beliefs and viewpoints necessary to handle any kind of issues that yeah. come up. Yeah. Um, and that's something my dad said too. That was another huge help. So so many good, advi- like unexpected pieces of advice from my dad. Really wise guy helped me a ton. But he said, yeah, you know, when you're kind of finally ready to make that decision and you know get married, you're mm-hmm. not. Don't wait around till you think you got every piece figured out. Yeah, you know, it, it's really just saying, well, what we don't know yet, we'll figure it out together. You mm-hmm. know, we're gonna work on it as a team. <clears throat> Not that we have all our issues figured out at all. Because yeah. that'll never happen. Mm-hmm. You'll get stuck if you're waiting for that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny. I think it's crazy to me that people even bother getting married if they think that divorce is an option for them in the future. Yeah. That it just seems like your marriage is pointless at that point. I don't understand why somebody would get married if they're willing to get divorced. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I mean, the that's... whole point of marriage is you're saying I'm not leaving no matter what. Yeah, if you're, you can just decide that you're done at any point, then you're not really married. Yeah, you know, it is scary, and that's it. It is a scare. What's scary is the statistics around marriage and the divorce mm-hmm. rate right now. Fifty percent, or maybe even higher now. I don't know. Yeah, fifty uh, yeah. percent was the last number I heard. That's but I've been hearing that for too. a few years now. It's crazy mm-hmm. that you know. That's not only an option, but like almost half the time, that's what ends yeah. up happening. And it's fifty percent both in and out of the church. Yeah, which is same. sad. It's the same. Yeah, but here's something interesting. The divorce rate for couples that pray together on a regular basis mm-hmm. is 1%. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. 1% divorce rate for couples that pray together on a regular basis. Yeah. So, I mean, man, you want the secret to your uh, <laughs> successful marriage, pray or at together. least not getting divorced, <laughs> pray together. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Um... Yeah, and I don't want to say that the that's a good distinction to make that a successful marriage doesn't just mean not getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just sit there and grit your way through yeah. a tough marriage. And work yeah. on it. And make there it are a good thing. situations that divorce is an option. I yeah. guess. Um, Even talk, I mean, that's which, biblical too. Yeah, that's the thing. That is biblical. Um, 
and I don't feel like we need to get into all of that, but mm-hmm. people think of divorce as just like, oh, I just decided I don't love them anymore, so I'm going to leave. Yeah. You know, that drives me crazy. I, I also don't like that people say they get married because they fell in love. Yeah. Being in love is not a good reason to get married, I'll <laughs> tell you what. And that might sound crazy to <laughs> some of you guys. Um but seriously, I, there's a difference between being in love and loving somebody. Mm. Being in love is an emotion, yeah, and you can't trust it yeah. to last. It's fantastic. I hope that you have experienced it or are experiencing it mm-hmm. or will experience it in the future. But that's not why you should get married yeah. because you can't, you know, when, when people get married, what C.S. Lewis says something like, when a couple gets married, they're not promising to forever feel the way that they yeah. do on their wedding day. Yeah. What they're saying is that they will love each other. Regardless. Regardless of how they feel. Exactly. So being in, in love is an emotion that you can't control. Yeah. It's great when you got it, but just because it goes away does not mean you get to choose to stop loving somebody. Yeah. Loving someone is a <laughs> choice and an action that you take. Yeah. And because if you were just getting married because you're in love, what you're really valuing then is the feeling, which mm-hmm. is, it's yourself. It's a selfish reason. Yeah. You're, you're marrying, you're making the commitment to this feeling of being in love, right? Yeah. It's such a selfish goal and such a selfish ambition mm-hmm. to have. Whereas the opposite and... of valuing the other person mm-hmm. and like agape love, um, that's a, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. And I think if you make the feeling of being in love the goal, you're never going to have it. Yeah. It's going to go away so fast. But if you make choosing to love the person, regardless of how you feel, you know, if you make that the goal or make that decision, then you get the feelings thrown in. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. You know. It's an added perk. It's not the goal. Yeah. It's kind of like happiness, like we were talking about in the eudaimonia podcast i think we were talking about how like if you make happiness the goal of your Mm -hmm. life you're going to get frustrated but when you are doing life right you'll find yourself yeah finding happiness sometimes and it's just a nice side effect of doing things right i want to ask and there's something we've talked about um how do you feel about this whole idea that you'll find your one true love? Yeah, I want to bring that up. <laughs> it, it's funny. I mean, I think whoever you marry is your one true love. And that yeah. goes along with that idea that you don't get divorced just because you don't feel mm. in love anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, if you marry somebody, then that's your soulmate. That's mm-hmm. the person that you're connected with forever. Yeah. Um, and one thing people think... Some people believe that there's one person out there for everybody. And the main reason that I think that that's not the case is because that would mean if there's one perfect match, that would mean that one person who marries the wrong person throws off the whole system for everybody. (laughs) Because then, you know, person A is supposed to be married up with the other person A yeah. and they marry person B. Yeah. Then person B can't marry their <laughs> perfect spouse, and that person marries somebody else and takes the perfect spouse away from another person, yeah. and you know, it just gets out of hand really quickly. So yeah, if you choose to marry somebody, then that becomes your yeah. your soulmate. Yeah. You know, it's like it is a true thing. Like this idea of soulmate, somebody mm-hmm. that like is 
completely and perfectly for you, but it's not like they're out there beforehand. You have to grow together, Mm -hmm. grow into that relationship where now they are the one person for you. I think dating is more stressful than marriage. I've only been on the dating side so far. Yeah. And I guess I'm coming from this perspective in that dating, when you're dating, you can break up at any point and it's okay. That's the purpose of dating. Yeah. So it's like so much more stress Mm -hmm. in trying to make sure you're making the right decision. Yeah. When you're married, you just know, okay, you know, this is the decision that I've made. So now I just have to love, choose to love this person. Yeah. You know, it's much more straightforward. You don't have, when you, you know, it simplifies. You already know the path you got to go on. And your life down. Yeah. You know, this is the path that you're walking down and there's, you're not going to take a turn to the left or the right. When you're dating, it's like you can leave that relationship at any point. And that's a big decision that's always open to you and that's yeah. stressful, you yeah. know? It's like um, every time, I guess when you're dating, every time an issue comes up, you're faced with a fork in the road. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we going to keep dating? Am I going to break up? Or I guess you could even say, are we going to get engaged because of this issue we're having? <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing. But when you're married, yeah, you already know. The road's straight. Mm-hmm. You're going to continue loving This is the road you're on. You just keep going down it yeah. the best you can. And... Something I think men can do a lot is project their archetypal or perfect woman onto somebody that they don't know very well. Yeah. I think men can do this with celebrities or I think this is why the the e-girl or like girls who who flirt and do whatever else online yeah. can get so many guys messaging them or just saying that they're perfect and yeah. completely in love with them yeah. when they don't even know them mm-hmm. um, is because men, I think, have a tendency to project. They see a girl that they like and they think, wow, yeah. she's completely That's perfect. It. And it's like this this woman that they've come up with there in their imagination, they take all of the qualities of this imaginary woman yeah. and put them on this girl that they don't actually know. Yeah. And if they get to know the girl and she didn't live up to this perfect woman, then that illusion would be shattered. Yeah. They would lose those feelings and they would project the... Find someone else. Find somebody else. Um, you know, and I think that can hinder a lot of guys in deciding to propose is because they have this imaginary yeah. perfect woman mm. and they think, what if there's somebody you know, better or like this out there or something like that. Um, yeah. That and... thought is such a dangerous one. Mm-hmm. What if there's what somebody if better? There's somebody better. That's what I think the beauty of it is partially is, is nobody's perfect. Yeah. You have to accept that. And I think it's much more interesting to marry somebody with flaws than somebody who's your idea of perfect. Yeah. You know, it's, they challenge you. Yeah. You know, you, you, which you want, you don't want somebody who just is everything, does everything exactly how you want it all the time. Cause that'd be you. Cause that would be you. Exactly. You'd be so bored. Yeah. You want somebody who you get along with, but every now and then pokes you and says, <laughs> Hey, do this better or be different <laughs> in this up. way. Shape up a little bit, you know? Yeah. And you should do the same thing back to them and that you're mm. both telling each other, hey, you know, 
yeah. you're, we're together now. So I expect you to be the best you that you can be, right. you know, and not that you don't give any grace or yeah. anything like that. Um, cause but, what's the point in making this team mm-hmm. if really what you're getting out of it is just yourself again. Yeah. You know, that's the idea. Or somebody who just lets you be as lazy and yeah. worthless and pathetic as you You're not can adding be. anything to yeah. your life. You know, you're yeah. right where you started. People are going to change. You're, whoever you marry is not going to be the same person 10 years after you marry them. Mm-hmm. They're going to change and grow. And so are you. And the trick is to make sure you're interacting and spending enough time together to where you grow together instead of apart, you know, so you stay in touch with who that person is and make sure you're still constantly getting to know them. And because if you think, okay, I know them now, I don't need to make any more effort into this, you know, I don't need to make an effort to try and get to know them any further, then they're going to change and you're going to not realize it and pretty soon they're they don't know you and you don't know them you've got to be very proactive with it Mm -hmm. it's something that i i knew but i didn't really understand how to actually make that happen and to be fair i definitely am still figuring it out Mm -hmm. but like you'll kind of fall into a groove for a while and usually it's like you know two or three weeks you kind of hit your groove and you've got your pattern going on and you kind of understand them and they kind of understand you. Mm-hmm. You understand where they're at to some extent. And then after a while, you'll find yourself like, so I found myself trying to act a certain way around her. And what it was, was I was trying to act the way I had been acting. Hmm. But really, I had changed a little bit. And so I was thought about that. I was like, well, she might be doing the same thing. Yeah. Because this is kind of the pattern we're in, it can kind of just continue even though we've changed a little bit and now we're just acting the part. And so we had to like, it's like been a good thing to take time and be like, why don't today, this week, be exactly who you actually are? Mm -hmm. Which like is weird. We we weren't trying to act a certain way. We weren't like consciously thinking, oh, I got to put on this yeah mask it's just like this is how we i interact that was the pattern yeah and it feels and you to break that pattern is like a little bit shocking so Mm -hmm. we had to like verbally agree okay i'm gonna be exactly who i actually am not just follow Mm -hmm. the same pattern we've been doing right Mm -hmm. maybe just because i have been you know laughing at this every time this happens um, maybe that's not actually how i truly feel so I'm going to act how I actually feel. Mm-hmm. And like we, I call it updating the relationship. And you got to do it every, or I've found that you got to do it every now and then, not only in romantic relationships, but with family too. Mm-hmm. I've got family that's like always you know, out of the country. There are some missionaries and, you know, I don't see them very much. And then when I do see them, I find myself acting like I did when we were kids, when I last knew them best. And expecting them to yeah. act like they did too. Mm-hmm. And then they're like a little bit different. And it's like, well, that's kind of strange. And so you have to come to terms with who they are now, yeah. right now. And mm-hmm. it's like a little bit awkward because you have to break your your expectations for who they were, mm-hmm. who they are. But then once you do, it's like, okay, 
it's still the same person I see it and now I know who they actually are now they've grown and changed yeah and so it's like very proactive like you said it's a continuous active thing and it takes effort what would you say to someone who is not married but asks you why should I get married hmm I should know because that was me. <laughs> exactly. For most of my life, I was like, eh, I don't think I'll get married. Yeah. For all of it up until the moment I was in a relationship, yeah. I think. Yeah. I was pretty sure. I was very mm-hmm. happy just to be a single guy. I was the same way. I, I was, well, when I was younger, I was always just assumed I would get married. Yeah. And then after, you know, my second serious relationship failed i was just like all right you know what i'm done yeah and i'm just like i'm just okay not getting married yeah and again i i I just like you i was okay with that like up until the point that i got into a relationship and it was really you know it was like summer changed my mind i guess (laughs) in a way it was Mm -hmm. i was fine with it and uh, i knew I still know that if I didn't get married, I would be, I would be fine. Yeah. But like, like we talked about, I realized my life would be better if I married this person. Yeah. You know, as I thought with everybody that I knew, I guess I was like, you know what? I think my life would be better if I just stayed single Mm. and then summer came in and changed my mind. And I realized, you know, my life would be better if I married her. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think I've, I've said already, you shouldn't get married because you're in love. Hmm. Yeah, and we've talked about that. So why should you get married? And can I add to that? Probably you shouldn't get married just because it's the thing that everybody does. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what scared me growing up. And so I don't think I ever assumed that I would get married. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, was looking around at all these people that were just like, Oh yeah, when I get married, and I was like, "That's kind of strange thing to be so sure about." Like, you don't have to. Mm, yeah, it's not required. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I guess I knew several happy single people that were, you know, around me when I was growing up, and I was like, "That mm-hmm. seems like a fine." And option. Paul even writes yeah. in in what book is it? Corinthian, one of them. I don't remember. First Paul. First. Paul. <laughs> in one of the books, he says it's. I, you know, yeah, it would be better if you didn't get married because mm-hmm. it would save you a lot of trouble, yeah. basically. Um, it's simple. Yeah, it's a lot simpler yeah. when you're just by yourself. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think part of the reason you get married is because you realize my life would be better if I married this person. Yeah. Um, and by better, for me, a big part of it was, I think this is a, I, I was looking at it and I was like I think a married life the way the way because dating for me was like a a little trial period of married life you know you spend a large amount of your time with this person Mm -hmm. and not all of it is the same but man you're spending time with them you're you know Amy and I were studying together so much which is pretty much all of our life in college and then you're cooking and eating I was like man this is like, you know, 80% of what an actually married life would be. Mm-hmm. It's just spending this all this time together. 
And I was looking at that and I was like, I think this is a whole lot closer to this idea of abundant life. I think this is a lot more of a full life that glorifies God than me in my apartment alone at night just hanging out. Mm-hmm. And they were both good. Yeah. But I felt like this is this yeah more full. Which I think that's that's part of it. And part of what it should mean by better is that you can bring more glory to God yeah. with this person than you could on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, something that I really enjoyed... Um, and this is at least Summer and I joke about it a lot because she did the same thing, and our word for it was melancholy. Um, when you know the kind of single loner, like mm. I don't know, yeah, not sad but stoic, I guess, and it's kind of like a romantic, yeah, kind of feeling, you know, to be like on your own and the lone wolf, the lone wolf going and reading a book in a coffee shop yeah. by yourself yeah. and you know mm. and it, I, I was in that for a long time real, and I was loving it man <laughs> loving being you know living on my own and, and just kind of being doing my own thing yeah. I guess and being like kind of quieter and reserved more reserved and yeah. like I don't know just going on long walks <laughs> yeah by myself like through the woods and just spending a lot of time on my own thoughts mm. was like there's a there's a uh i want to say bittersweet but it's not really bitter it's just you it there's part of that that feels really good yeah. and when you have this other person there it's like you don't have that yeah. anymore you don't have that melancholy mm. but what you do have is so much better yeah you know because it's you you give up that and I don't know if melancholy is the right word, but that's what we've always yeah. called it. So that's what I'm calling it. The melancholy, but and you gain just like genuine joy. And, yeah. you know, you give up the stoic, candlelit reading sessions. At least that's what it was for me. Yeah. <laughs> and you gain laughing your heads off as mm. you cook dinner together. Yeah. Type of thing, you know? And... I think you nailed it when you talked about more have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. It's it's just it's full. It's and full. Rich. It feels so much fuller. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think maybe one part of why that is is when you're on your own like that. I yeah, I know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. That feeling of just I'm on my own and mm-hmm. I'm just in my own and it's tough. I think it's dangerous even. Because when you're in your own thoughts, you know, you can get prideful about that really yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, when you're you're the only person that you talk to on a regular basis, it's, you know. Not only prideful, but you can, um, you can just get stuck in your own routines mm-hmm. and patterns. You can become ignorant. Yeah. And so I think that's part of why that feels so much more full to have another person to not get you stuck inside your own head so mm-hmm. much. Don't be thinking about yourself quite so much. Yeah. It's usually a good idea. Um, and getting married is a good way to... You've always got an object of someone there um, that you care deeply about and you can focus on them rather than yourself mm-hmm. and risk being prideful. What would you say, because we are the victors of this whole 
battlefield of love, if you want to put it very romantically. We're standing here very excited and happy and like triumphant, and it, it's definitely a good feeling. But what would you say to, you know, probably a vast majority of people, and especially guys our age, I think, that are probably feeling like, I want all this. This sounds good. Mm. Why is man? How do you get it? It's frustrating. It seems like a such a spin the lottery, and some people get it, some people don't. How do you work towards that and not go mad with frustration mm-hmm. on the way, or you know, sell yourself out? And... I think yeah. I think there's a couple things that you have to keep in mind. Um, well, at the beginning, I think you can't be you have to learn to be okay with rejection Mm. with at least and this is from the guy's perspective i guess because i've never (laughs) been a girl um but i think that's one thing that i know i have friends that i know that that are terrified of rejection you know going up to even talk to a girl and it's tough when you get out of high school out of college and out into the world you're not forced into these classrooms or these environments where you have to mingle with other people your age anymore. It's like, if you want to meet new people Mm. and find somebody to date, it's like, you have to be so, you put so much more effort into going out and Mm. talking to strangers. Yeah. Um, which is scary. Um, but that's one thing is you have to be okay with somebody saying, no, I'm not interested in you. Um, and (laughs) <laughs> something I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about is men can get rejected so much that they become bitter towards all women. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they think that there's women are just wrong or there's a problem with them or something. But he's like, here's the thing. If you are rejected by all the women that you talk to, the problem isn't with all the women. <laughs> there's something you. about you that you need to change. Ooh. So you gotta have to humility also and think, okay, why do I keep getting rejected? Ooh. Is there something about myself that I need to change? Yeah. You know, and I think the biggest thing and the first thing that people think about is their looks. Yeah. Because that's the first thing people see and make a judgment about you based on is mm. your looks. Mm-hmm. And people can be like, well, I'm just ugly mm. and there's nothing I can do about that, you yeah. know, and that's why women reject me. But I'm like, that's not true. You know, your appearance is one of the easiest things for you to change about yourself. Hmm. It's your personality and the inner things that are more difficult to change. Huh. You know, you might not be able to make yourself look like Tom Cruise yeah. or what, you know, but look around. <laughs> Most people don't look as good as the Hollywood yeah. faces that we see. Most mm-hmm. people look probably pretty similar to you in some yeah. ways, you know? And so if you think the issue is your appearance, then maybe it's something you can change. You can get a haircut. Yeah. You can shave. You can... Any kind of personal yeah. hygiene grooming thing. You can change the way you dress. That's yeah. probably a huge one. Yeah. Is the way that you dress. You can exercise. Yeah. You know? And none of these are bad ideas to do exactly. to begin with. Yeah. You know? It's all positive parts of, you know, improving your mm-hmm. life that you can do. Anyway, but I don't want this to be a... <laughs> how to get a girlfriend. <laughs> um, but I think that's the, you know, the first thing, if you're 
interested in getting married, you have to find somebody who's willing to consider the idea of marrying you. Yeah. And that's the other thing is don't date someone unless you are planning on getting married. If you are dating somebody and you think, I couldn't really see myself marrying this person, it's time to break up, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the other thing is when you're dating, you can still break up. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. That's why you date people is mm-hmm. so that you can figure out, okay, are we going to get married or not? And yeah. as soon as you know, I don't want to marry this person, you should break up with them. Yeah. And breakups suck. <laughs> it's not fun, you know? But, but it's, I always, it's like okay to, remember, to do. <laughs> that's a valid outcome to a dating relationship. Exactly. Like, it's not that you did it wrong and you broke up. The reason for the relationship is to figure out if mm-hmm. they are the one that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. The answer no is a valid and it is. O- like often correct answer mm-hmm. to that question. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's not, not that it's easy. It's not that you did something wrong mm-hmm. if you broke up, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it, in one sense, it is a failure. At least it feels like it mm. because you've, it's, you know, you're working towards the whole time you're dating, you should be working toward marriage. Yeah. So it's like, you've got this goal that you're working toward and then all of a sudden you don't anymore. And Mm. so in that sense, I do view it kind of as a failure, but it is, like you said, a completely valid outcome at the same time. It's not something you should feel bad about happening. It's something you should learn from and move forward. You know, I think every relationship that I was in that ended IOE came out of it knowing, having a much, much clearer view of the woman that I wanted to marry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which is, you know. I would add, and I think you've kind of skirted around the idea, don't put all your eggs in one basket until Mm -hmm. you do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so what I mean by that is you're a young guy or a young girl, old guy, old girl, looking around i think sometimes people feel like okay they put so much of themselves and their identity into this search for their soulmate that when they don't find somebody who's interested it's incredibly devastating or you know they find someone and it ends in breakup that's incredibly devastating try to have like a, a full enough life that you're not your entire existence is not dependent on Mm-hmm. finding one person who's romantically attracted to you and gonna gonna marry you right? exactly so like try to have a full enough life and definitely pursue a romantic relationship if that's something that you think you're cut out for but like it's it's not all in you're not yeah your identity and your um your uh, your quality of life does not depend on all of this mm-hmm. Until it does. Yeah. it's <laughs> Until you're you know, ready to, you know. In that sense, it's, dating is the opposite of marriage. It's like, well, as long as you're dating, you are almost looking for reasons to break up. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you're critis- critical and like just nitpicking, not like yeah. annoying the other person, but just to yourself, analyzing, mm-hmm. you know, the relationship. And then once you get married, it's like you stop all of that and yeah. completely shift your focus onto, you know, just working on improving the relationship 
you know, mm-hmm. looking past the person's fl- flaws and helping them and helping yourself, you know, and and part of that that I'd like to add as to and the last this is the last thing I have on my mind is when you're doing all of this, I think at least fifty percent of this nitpicking and ex- exploration of a person should be of yourself mm-hmm. don't go into you know your first date and you're sitting there figuring out exactly why they're not right for you yeah right like figure out something about yourself as well you know and that's why you grow as well you're not yeah. just it's not just they're right or they're mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. it's a two-way street here is this relationship to... right yeah um and what did i how could i have grown there mm-hmm. You know, why didn't that work out well? Because of me. Yeah, it, absolutely. Because our natural tendency is to point fingers the other way. Yeah. Um, and so, like you were saying, with all the guys who are getting rejected, well, yeah. all the girls are crazy. <laughs> Take a minute, evaluate yourself honestly and as unbiased as you can. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then you have the hard work of actually growing into a better person. But that's probably worth doing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> section in the outro or something that if anybody would like to be i don't know how you feel but if they want to be a guest they should let us know oh, yeah and let us know a topic that they would be interested in yeah talking about. we've had a few of our friends um that listen to the podcast you guys know who you are um who are mentioned at least they told you nobody's said anything <laughs> to me about it but i guess you talk to our friends more than i do oh <laughs> Um, but so they're interested in being a guest. So guys, if you are interested in being a guest on the podcast, here are the rules. <laughs> That's right. We got rules. We're okay. serious about yeah. this. Um, you got to let us know. First off, you got to either have your own microphone to be able to record your side of the conversation, or you got to come here um, to camp and record with us. And I want to know when you want to come on the show and what you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing is tell me, you know, you can't just, don't just say, I just want to come and and join in. You got to come and say, I want to come and I want to talk about this. Yeah. Um, So give us a, an idea for the episode. What are we going to talk to you about? And the other thing, or if you don't want to be a guest, but you have a good idea for an episode, you can let us know that too. Um, Send me an email. That's in the description below. If you guys like the episode, share it on social media, guys. That would be huge help to us. Um, tell your friends about it. I'm, I quit putting ads in the videos just because they weren't really making it. So we made like a dollar twenty-five. I think. It was just fun to put in, though. It was, yeah, it was something I was having fun messing around with, but it's not actually any benefit, so I took those out. So we're really just trying to get the show out there. Um, so... Shit, send it to your friends. Thanks for listening too. Thanks we for listening. The yeah. people who have been listening and the people who give us feedback and yeah, please give positive, us feedback. So it feels good. We're having fun making it. That's for sure. Yeah. If you got advice for us, let me know that too. Anyway. 
I'm leaving it. <laughs> let's do the marriage thing. Let's do the marriage thing. That's actually how I proposed. Really? I said, let's do the marriage thing. <laughs> and she said, right on. <laughs> no way. No. You no. stinker. Of course not. <laughs> I could see that going down, though. <laughs> right on. <laughs> no. That's the first tip. Don't propose like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny when I... I th- might have told you this already, but... When I told my dad I was going to propose, he said, all right, just don't do it on like a rock next to a river because I've seen too many videos of people proposing next to a river and they drop the ring (laughs) to the river and it's gone. Oh no. So I proposed on a rock next to a river. (laughs) I immediately disregarded everything you said and it wasn't really a river. It was a tiny little (laughs) creek. So if we had dropped the ring, we would have been able to find it for sure. It was barely moving, but it was funny still. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's hilarious. My dad told me, he's like, all right, you're starting to get that time. It's, it sounds like you might be proposing soon. He's like, what you want to do is you don't want to take her out to some nice, fancy, romantic restaurant, sit her down for a nice meal, you know, give her flowers. And then, you know, as the meal's winding up, you kind of lead the conversation around and then get down nicely on one knee and present this nice little ring. He <laughs> says, okay. Any girl will say yes under those circumstances. <laughs> he was like, what you want to do is take her out on the hottest day of the year and find some train tracks. And when you get about three miles down the train tracks and she's sweating and just tired and about had it up to here with you, get down on one knee and ask her if she'll marry you. And he says, only the right girl will say yes under those circumstances. <laughs> So That's perfect. I did roughly the opposite. I went out on the coldest day I could find, the mm. earliest before the sun came up. We hiked up ice-riddled trails all the way up to this peak, and then I got down on the old knee, and she surprisingly said yes. And she had um, she had lice at the time and had all her <laughs> hair. She had um, she was like oiling her hair, hair to get out the lice and oh, her hair man. was frozen solid on her head. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, that's pretty good. 